Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm oh, no. your host, Rob, for the 40k adjacent show with the two anime characters of this cast, Val Heffelfinger and Peter hey. the Falcon Consolissimo. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Raw power. Um, I the power of 100 boners is in me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that you from? do. I mean, that's a new personal best, I think. <laughs> All that silkworm talk got me, got me to the next so level. So excited. Val, yeah. did you watch the silkworm episode? Uh, I, of course, I'm, I'm up to date on my, uh, on my adjacent show. Um, I'm not going to lie, didn't quite understand. Um, <laughs> it was uncomfortable and weird, as a lot of new things. I accidentally downloaded, uh, for example, TikTok yesterday. And um, I just ran right back to Facebook. I was like, I need to get back to where people are old. Yep. And, true. you know, things last. Things last, you know. The, things aren't built to last on TikTok. They're just... They're fast. You know, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. They're not TikTok, like TikTok, you and me. You, Too much. Built to last. Is, was this, long haul. Were you on the... Were you on the, were you on the... Were you on the video call with the Dice Check guys? And uh, all of a sudden they were... Did they make you feel like you had to be a part of it? And then now you're unsure? <laughs> what, what's the situation there? I have no idea what happened. I can't tell you. Like, I, I literally cannot tell you why I suddenly downloaded TikTok. But it was inter- It was certainly an interesting social experiment in the same way as like going to, I don't know, uh, can't think of any examples that are no longer appropriate to say. Um, anyway, yeah. Basically ran into a dead end of my own ignorance there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks to Winner Dave for subscribing. This is a show that's live on Twitch. If you are watching it back on YouTube or listen to it as a podcast, and you should join the Twitch chat because they're incredible. Winner Dave, the wicket keepers in the chat, dropping the hot subs. Yeah. He's dropped. And I just want to say, all three of us are here, and uh, we brought it home. Back to the Jason <clears throat> show. You're not brought meant to mention that. Like, uh, what? What do you mean? We're home. We. Pete and I are home. Don't. Like so, as Canadians, what? as Canadians, how did you feel about the the um, uh, the outcry the the of of the football? I guess is the the question. Well, I was really disappointed that uh, Tampa Bay won. Although, yeah, if, if Montreal game. had actually won the whole thing, mm-hmm. it would have been insufferable again. Also terrible. Oh my god! Either way, Montreal again. Oh know. shit, Nurgle yeah. Matthew, thank you again for, for round three, <laughs> round three of the 10 gift subscriptions, uh, so it's incredible, thanks to giving, you you gave a gift subscription to one of the Russian, the Russian ETC team captain, Philip Kartiev, in there as well, so thanks for that, uh, that's good, uh, it's super lovely of you. I thought so you were going to say Russian bot, no, you gave a subscription the to the Russian bot again. Who, Philip? Is that is that real? Like, is he actually the WTC Russian cap? Uh, for Age of Sigma. Either either way, I uh, have you ever had him on the show? Uh, no, any, I, I was tempted to have him on the show because I've been doing some faction reactions for Age of Sigma, and will continue to do so this week. Um, and I was thinking of of getting him on the show and, and having a talk about him. I'm not 100 <clears> percent about <throat> his English, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him and find out because that would be good. I want. I would I would do a Warhammer like I would make a documentary about Warhammer in Russia because I think it's got to be the most fascinating thing. What it's got to be amazing. What do you mean? Like, have you seen like all their cosplaying and like, like Russia the Russian like Warhammer everything scene? It just seems very intense. I super want to go cosplay as uh, a Nurgling, obviously. 
in a group of Russians. Uh, but I wonder I might be too flamboyant and arrested along with Pussy Riot uh, would be the next thing that would happen. That's... <laughs> That is a Bush era reference. By they the got way, arrested guys, last right, week. Pete, they got arrested Rush. last week. And also. Again? Yes. No. But Pete, I haven't even asked you how you are yet, but can we just raise a glass? <laughs> raise a glass in Bush era. In Bush era love to the demise. He, he's gone off to the, the greatest unknown unknown. Yes. He died. He, Donald Rumsfeld. To Donald Rumsfeld. May he. May he never return. Uh, Falcon, how are you? Are you oh, well? I hope he doesn't return. That would mean that he <laughs> was some kind of revenant. I'm, I'm pretty raised. sure he was already raised once. Uh, that's how he got there. Yeah, that's how he got there. What are you trying to say? How am I doing? I'm awful. Everything is awful except beautiful models. The rest is the worst. <laughs> my life is terrible other than my children who keep me living. I've got mm-hmm. a cold. I haven't had a cold in two years. I didn't know what that was going to feel like. It feels worse than it used to. Um, the sun is up and it's fucking five in the morning and that's dumb. Like who mm-hmm. made the sun this way? I want to have a mm-hmm. talk with them. Just mm-hmm. be like, what is wrong with you? I've been anyway. so excited all week to find out how you feel about 40k at the moment. It's the worst right now. And, and it makes me wait another super week. sad. But the models are beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll break them down into sections. We won't just, uh, I mean, carte blanche, <laughs> it's terrible. It, I feel is right. Uh, but we could, you know, maybe like break it open a little bit. And Val wants to do some positive stuff. I just want to ask a question. And he can. I just want to ask a question. He Pete. needs to. Uh, I, I, someone said to me last night a statement of, um, they, they made the statement and I'd like your reaction as if I said it. So I'm trying to like create a conversation where we're pretending we're talking about the meta. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the meta. Val, you and me, and then we'll see what Pete says. Val, what did you enjoy last edition in the meta? Like, what did you think was good? Give me one of those, just quick. Any hot fire. Iron Hands, man. It's great to have, you know, a dominant faction, right? You want to have someone at the top just driving results. And so, yeah, I thought that the. End part of. <clears throat> I thought that the uh, <laughs> end of eighth edition was just the best, and I'm glad to see things uh, getting back that way. Me too. It's, it reminds me a lot of of uh, last edition when corn demons were good. That's right. I that happened, right? Pete? I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Please, please, to the statement, Core Demons were good last edition. Please just, uh, a, a five second, ten second monologue. That's all I want. Ten second monologue on Corn Demons were good last edition. Please. What part of Corn Demons were good last edition? The one character people brought? The one guy who could kill other monsters and sometimes didn't and then just died? Ah, blood letters. had to roll sixes. Ah. Oh yeah, blood letters. Blood ah. letters were super cool. Blood, yeah, like 20 blood minutes. letters. Uh, Matt Morsoli ran 40 at one point and then was sure. like, this is real bad. Why am I mm-hmm. doing this? Nope, not a good use of um, points. But, I mean, hey, if you're running, yep. like, a 300-point list, Corn Demons absolutely dominated the meta at the 300-point mark, I'm quite <laughs> sure. Just fucking rolled it. Thanks, that's all I needed. 300 points. That's all I needed. That's all you needed. All... Maybe you got to 400. Maybe. <sighs> Thanks. That's... That was it. It's made my day. Top 10. Top 10 best lists uh, at the 400-point mark in competitive 40K in 8th edition. Corn Dean. Bam. Nailed it. You didn't run anything Bam. else. Bam. Bam. Okay, perfect. Right, anyway, 
screw everything. Like if you've been other than forty k, have you been well? No, no. I, I just well. I went over this. <laughs> you've been poorly. You you've been poorly. I have I have done not well at all. Yep. It's just not good. I encourage forty I mean, k is yeah. my life. Forty k is my life now, and it's gone. <laughs> they did it. They were like, man. How could we make things worse? And then they did. We, Val, I think you know what he's referencing. Can you shine a light on what might be the issue? How dare you? I love this guy in the chat, whoever said that. Love it. Who, how dare? How dare? What might be the issue? Uh, I think uh, clearly the issue is that those commandos look too damn good. <laughs> I mean, they have all of these extra bits. Uh, did you see the special weapon, the preacher thing? I mean, that's clearly what rocks? he's keeping him up at night. Yeah, snake drag. We got like oh, a man. fucking cat burglar Gretchen. <laughs> that's the issue. I love the cat burglar yeah, Gretchen. Big fan. <laughs> there is nothing <laughs> amiss at all, Rob. Okay, so I think we're alluding to the fact that there's some been a nice models released, but I think maybe you're avoiding the subject potentially. Like, Pete, how's the <laughs> how's the forty k matter doing, bud? I'm just gonna take. I need a minute. Okay. <laughs> it's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So it's not like not like we spent everything. I feel like we spend all of our time and like put our marriages on the line to like invest in, investigate and report on this stuff or anything. Like, so, like Trukari came out right, and it was like it was immediately noticed that there were issues. Mm -hmm. Two pointy. Um, and people were like, "There weren't issues. You don't know what you're talking about. You just need chain swords and the metal adept." And it, it didn't, obviously. Um, so they fixed. They didn't fix it. They did a, a slight fix which was better than no fix. So I was super happy about it. I was like, at mm. least they did something. And people were saying, you know, we're probably not going to do anything because Admech are going to keep them in line. Whoa, were they right? <laughs> Holy shit, did they ever keep everybody in line? What kind of codex is this? Anyway, so Admech are doing very well. <clears throat> like, really well. And um, they just announced they're getting a new rule set. Uh -huh that uses all of their best models um, and tells you just don't take the other ones, which you weren't anyway. Which is good. Um, good. Positives. Yeah. Positivos. Yeah. And uh, they'll be just better. Just better. The end. That's it. And that's what we're about to hit. But they weren't good. They and were only at like 65% win rates-ish. They're only sitting at a 65. They only have 45% T-Whip. They're, they've only won more than half of all of the events they've been in in the last three weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which isn't all. <laughs> but they're not more than half of the top fours, which is what Drukari were. Right? Yeah. So, like, yes. it's easier to be a bad Admech player than it was to be a bad Drukari player. You really had to work to be a bad Drukari player. At least with Admech, you, if you forget one of your seven buffs you can apply to the same unit, mm -hmm. um, your opponent has a chance. Or if you go second and you don't know that you can do close combat, which Admech super can. They just, some players don't realize it. Then, uh, yeah. It sounds, I think, it's it's, so yeah, the Pete, Pete's given you the, the, the top level, just for everyone at home who's not quite conscious of it, basically everything's so fine is where I'm going to just throw that out there. 
Uh, but you know what? At smaller GTs, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, Charity Hammer Prep GT happened this last weekend. They had like eight cult, uh, Admech players at a 32-player GT. All of them lost their first or second game. Most of them to other Admech or Jakari. Um, but that was cool to see. It actually made me happy. I was like, ah, yes. There is some balance out there. You just mm-hmm. have to look for it. Mm-hmm. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Show Me Showdown was the exact opposite. You know, the... What was it? Five of their whatever undefeated going into round five were uh, Admech, so it was uh, a much different story. It was well, like I don't know. Uh, I honestly like you're my guy to ask, and it sounds like it sounds like it's bad if I'm honest. And with the update, because those rules aren't in effect yet, the update it sounds like it's not going to get any better. So. Good dis- suggestion. Thanks, Nogal Matthew, for do- donating a gift subscription to, I think, Diffie in the chat. Big love. Um, oh, what is a Yo, T-Whip? Val, time to shine. Tournament and winning position, my only contribution to uh, competitive 40K. Uh, it is uh, essentially a metric that measures all players who go 4-0 in an event with a given faction thus indicating whether or not they may or may not be on the top table or near enough to it to have a chance at winning. It's a good way of telling the relative strengths of factions when there are enough tournament games to get a lot of data on it. You don't sound excited by the yeah. T-Whip. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was an advanced metric once before, but we have just normalized it. It's been on... We've, T-Whip's been on Warhammer Community, Rob. Okay? You can check the MetaWatch article for the definition of, of T-Whip. It is canon. Okay? I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's a canon... It is a canon stat. I will check that the hell out. Did you get a player card? I know you didn't. And that's what's the saddest part about it. Because I would have liked to have seen a player card. It would have been cute. I mean, we could have requested one. I mean, I'm sure we could have requested yeah. something out of we that. Could made, we we could have made that request. We were That was back when we were big dogs. Are you, yep. you, where's the 40k mm-hmm. stat center? Why are you not big dogs anymore? It's going to happen someday. It'll happen. We have we have a dedicated group of people who actually worked their butts off this weekend to get us content and and stuff, so it was ready to go. And then unfortunately, Pete was feverish. Oh yeah, and he I was, was like, ill. He's very ill. So it... I was ill, and I have a daughter. And unfortunately, a four-year-old does not sometimes equate to being able to record in the afternoon or evening. I can really only record in the you know four to five a.m. time slot. Uh, Pete, I'm, there's a question in the chat. What is the equivalent uh, T-Whip uh, measurement in Meat Watch? Is mm. Meat Watch, what is the... What is that's the, the Goonhammer series. Well, the, um, that's a really good question. I'll have to talk to the guys over there about it. It has prob- It's probably some kind of relation to internal um, temperature. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you, you don't want uncooked meat in your Meat Watch. Unless it's bologna. Bologna is kind of like a universal... Um, you can just do what you want with it. I so, don't know what bologna is. You know, I don't know if we have bologna here. We have bolognese. You have bologna. Okay, you don't. You've thing. never heard the word. No, bologna? I have. I've heard it all the time on American TV shows. We just, we just, we okay. don't sell bologna. Is it sausage? You sell bologna. No, it's not sausage. Yeah. It, wait. It's a good question. Wait. Maybe you don't sell bologna. I don't think That'd we do sell bologna. It's ham. Is it ham? Thank you. Warhammer Rob is in is English is like me. Ham. Is it ham? Is it sriracha? It's not ham. What's sriracha? It is, it is like a ham. It is like a ham substitute. It is ham adjacent. <laughs> there is an Italian. There is an Italian thing 
like the meat of some kind that you sometimes see on charcuterie boards. But I swear to God, it's thinly sliced bologna. And I, I wonder what that is because you may have had that. We, you know. we have oh, – what do we have? It's been so long since I ate meat. When I was a kid, we got – just like someone said in the chat, we did get a ham that was shaped in the shape of a teddy bear. Did you guys get that? <laughs> wow. Is it that? Yeah. No. No. No, I didn't have parents that loved me. <laughs> I didn't have that. But, uh, Pete, that. let me tell you the t- t- story of paste one time. It's not a fun story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> were, you raised on, Listen, were you raised on paste? Did you have a vow? Do you, I mean, if I was to say to you, have you had paste? I lived in New Brunswick. Yeah, if, if I was to say to you, have you had paste? <laughs> that was a delicacy. Yeah, would you? What would you think? Okay, so I was right. The fancy version of bologna is called mortadella. 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 Yeah. They were throwing a mortadella at the area on the Sunday. <laughs> huh? Huh? A mortadella for you. A mortadella for you. We bring <laughs> it home. They bring it Rome. No Come on. Um, bring it Rome. Bring it Rome. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I just want to say for all of our English listeners out there that uh, as uh, I tuned in for exactly uh, six minutes, I would say, maybe maybe ten of this entire Euro scenario, in time to see that money? it was, um, Exactly. Um, in time to see that it was one one, um, in in the second overtime period or whatever you call it, extra time or whatever, and I said to my wife, "There's a approximately zero percent chance that England wins this game," and then proceeded to call each shot uh, of the shootout in in correct order shootout. to 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 provide uh, sorry penalties penalties uh, to provide. Uh, the most amount of heartbreak possible. I said, okay, on this shot, English keep, he's going to save it, so that way the last guy can blow it and be the heel forever in England and cry. And that's what happened. And I felt very badly. That's the whole story. Okay. you felt. Why did you feel badly? Because you, you made it happen. Because with it the... was one of those things that I felt like I willed it with my mind, and mm-hmm. so did so many other people on the planet. Yeah. And then my wife, like, and I thought it was funny, and then Megan... My wife like saw everyone very upset and sad, especially the crown prince and his robot wife. <laughs> and I, the crown prince of soccer, uh, yes, <laughs> of football, um, soccer. Yeah, and uh, and and then I thought to myself, oh man, this is causing actual, you know, hurt feelings out there, and it's not just something to cackle loudly about because of Schadenfreude, although. Uh, I will say that England is basically the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs of international soccer. Sure. So we're so outside um, my comfort zone. It's where I want you to know. You know, like <laughs> he has squirmed this entire conversation <laughs> like a small silkworm being milked in front of Andy Chambers. I did not like any of that. I went out for drinks. No, like it adjacent to the football and every time there was a shout behind me i was like oh, they're so excited bless them they're so they're so excited about it coming home but i was not that's the all yes um anyway anyway when did when so at what point in the afternoon were you aware that it wasn't coming like did you did you notice that there was just like a great cry <clears throat> in the universe well, and then suddenly so i live next the- to several bars which was a fun Indeed. time um so we had the windows mm-hmm. open as we were watching it on the telly um, and then, um, and then we would hear the screams and the cries. But it had been raucous, is how I would describe it, for the entire day. People running around with raucous. flags, 
horns being tooted. It was an adventure. Flares. No, f flares in asses is the way you celebrate all. That's my plan one day at a, a big Warhammer event is whenever my team are playing to win, maybe the WTC, you know, England are doing it. I'm going to put a flare right up my ass uh, to uh, to celebrate their potential. Um, you know, when you go, when you go, Rob, I kind of think that's how you should be buried. Just face down, the flare in your butt, just lower it into, into, the, into the ground. That's how they used to do it to witches to make sure they wouldn't come back, right? Yes. That guy's probably a witch. He's probably a witch. Get the flare in his ass. <laughs> Fix that shit. He's going so I hit that hell. flare in the only place I could. <laughs> up my ass. Up my ass. <laughs> anyway, but the silence after was uh, the silence after was deafening. deafening, and then it wasn't silence, and then it was police sirens and, and rage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and then the city center life. City center life is the best. Uh, anyway, let's not talk about that because I, I hate talking about it and I don't want We've to. We've talked about it for about 18 minutes. Yeah, well, No, so. we haven't. We've tried to avoid it. You, We almost got you on AdMech for a moment, but we skipped it. You got me on I'll Ad get Mech you somewhere else. Let's go into today. a place of joy. Them new orcs. Let's okay. break it down. Them new orcs looking... So they're going to ruin the game even more, though. Why? It's just... Why? They're just going to be so bad. Why? I guarantee it. Why? Because... Because now we know. We know what they're going to do. What they're going to do. They're going to fix Admech somehow, like the the simplest way possible. And then orcs are going to be all six points a model. <laughs> the chariot's going to do 18 mortal wounds just by looking at you funny. Um, it's just nothing matters anymore. <laughs> but those models are freaking beautiful, though. God, I can't wait to paint mine. The models are someday. beautiful. Do you guys? Okay, okay, okay. Right. Right now, well, there's still no majors happening in the UK, although obviously soon, right? And there are some happening in Australia, of course. So, like, it feels like the competitive scene, while obviously has been happening in America for a while, like, it doesn't, like, maybe because I'm disassociated from it at the moment because it's not really happening around us, it doesn't feel <laughs> like we've had some events at the TSN, like, and Drukari won, but, like, that was fine. We had, like... A, 240 Mordians. We had like a, like it was generally wasn't super hard as an event. Yeah. You guys have had like two GTs in the yeah. last month. And I think and actually. VJ won both of them. Right, so got whatever he's running is probably the best. Um, but like only like six people are, are actually showing up to these GTs and the other 22 are obviously bots. It's the only explanation. <laughs> and also so. I would say that, that you really keyed on one of the, one of the, um, I think best counter meta options, which is disassociation. So essentially what you want to do is when you're at the table, you you basically allow your insides to feel as though it is floating freely from your body. And you want to just you just want to fly, as Jenny said in Forrest Gump, I just want to spread my wings and fly, fly far away. And you just float above the table and you just watch things happen, perhaps to you, perhaps to your opponent. And eventually... You can come back into your, your physical being and inhabit that again. Boom, meta fixed. Yep. And then you're like, man, where'd this flare come from? I <laughs> didn't expect butt. this. And there's a flare in your butt and it's burning and you have to deal with it. Okay. All right. Um, uh, my, my, Marchetta says play low tier armies. You win every game in your heart. I think I agree with that 100%. True. True. Um, so just only B Stangas. Only play B Stanga minis, and I'm sure that'll balance things out. They no problem. So nice. They look good Man. though, don't they? Right? They look. They do. So good. We're we're all very excited about them. Are you excited about Kill Team 
or not too excited about Kill Team? Are you likely to play Kill Team, but you're excited about the models? Like, where you at models to game? I have decided that I am 2010 GW, and I am now a model company. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're a model. You're a model distributor to yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the end. That is what I've decided. Um, I thought about uh, approaching Val about changing 40k Stat Center. We'll call it 40k Squat Center. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll just be a hobby channel. Go forward. It'll just yep. be me airbrushing models poorly because I still haven't figured out how to use my airbrush. No, nope. actually, it'll just be an hour and a half of us trying to unclog our airbrushes. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and swearing and um, drinking Smirnoff ice because I hear that's what you have to do on hobby Hit channels. Hit that ice. Yeah, yeah. That ice. Smell of ice. And it'll just. What is this? The 90s? What the fuck? Listen, I'll find my jingos. I never owned them, actually. I should probably go buy a pair. I'm I'm sure there's a place that will let me do it. Juggalos? Um, Sometimes you need to have uh, a a party on an abandoned subway car uh, powered Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. uh, car batteries that you found. Mm -hmm. And And you can only do that when you're drunk as shit on Spearnoff Ice. Okay, so I don't think Smirnoff Ice is going to go with Baloney Pragmatic. I think that's a poor decision. We... Thanks, thanks for demonetizing us. Appreciate you. What are you talking about? That's just Vuvu Sailors. <laughs> doesn't matter. We don't make any money anyway. So it it's fine. <laughs> Rob, I don't think you can say that anymore. I think it's kind of like when, when Frontline Gaming stopped talking about how, how, how much they didn't make from the LVO. Just one year, they just stopped saying it. <laughs> We just came to a point where Reese, like Reese, used to be like, we lost like seven hundred thousand dollars on this event, but we did it for you. And then one year he was just like, LVO was great. <laughs> That's when you knew. That's when you knew. That's when he stopped telling you how much water cost at the event. That's you right. Were, you were like, you were like, oh, okay. <laughs> to be fair, how the turn takes. It's only because sixty, like uh, Scott B said, it's only because of Nurgle Matthew. That sixty-nine percent of all income is just Nurgle Matthew in the chat. The wicket keeper. Top line revenue, Nurgle Matthew. Got to keep him. Got to keep him happy. Uh, right. Listen. Um, the beast snaggers look really good. Have you got a favorite model out of the range? Oh no, you didn't even answer my question about the kill team. Val, kill team. Yes, are you getting the box because of the models, or are you ever interested in playing the game? I really liked Kill Team. I thought Kill Team was a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys ever played it. I thought it was great. In fact, I also loved uh, the other sucker system, which was uh, Armageddon. Um, Apocalypse, sorry. Uh, and I think they're both great great rule sets, obviously, I'm sure, when you actually play them with intent to play them hard. Um, maybe they fall apart a little bit. But nonetheless, I really liked Kill Team. I will probably try to play a game. Probably never will. Also, uh, likely buy a couple copies of it, and it will all sit as bare plastic until the next edition. It's going to be great. I actually think I might get it. Like, and my reasoning is, is I would quite like to like try, like you know, do like two days of just repping out Kill Team and see what I think of it as a game. And then if I'm like, yeah, because everyone always says to me that it's really, really good. Like Nick from the 40k show, we played some TTS uh, kill team and it was really good. So like, uh, like he's always said it's it's a really positive game. Uh, and I'd like to like, like I'd maybe like to run at the arena some skirmish kill team games, uh, like tournaments and kind of see like if it's like if it's up to scratch as a as maybe a tournament game because i don't know do, like, i know like things like the lvo and some of those large american events they have side side games do they have kill team tournaments is that a thing oh yeah 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 yep. okay okay 
They do. And there's actually, I don't know how big this scene is, but I mean, there is, there are, there are some kill team podcasts and shows out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, they actually have a pretty good uh, streaming group in the States. I know like their, their ITC team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really big a few years back. I'm not sure if they're, they're still as keen on it, but I remember SoCal a couple of years back going in and their setup was just like way better than Frontlines. It was absolutely like just a whole other level, their, their stream setup compared to what we were using. Like they, they invested a lot into it. So, uh, but the um, so like uh, all forty k now just says anytime you put uh, time into a subpar game, it's time you want to put into a good game. I kind of agree with that, like I do. But I think two days out of my life is well, I mean it's a lot of time, but it's not tons to just be like, do you know what this sucks? Or like, oh yeah, fine, 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 fine. Like and hey, you know what? For whatever reason, during seventh edition, horse heresy got really popular. Don't know why. It. I don't I don't know why during sixth and seventh, a lot of people were like. I'd rather just play a different game. Could, was it, Who knows why that was? Could it have been <laughs> you saying that I'm interested in Kill Team because I've got no desire to get my, all my models lifted off my Admech and Drukhari? Are you... <laughs> I mean, maybe. And no, maybe I... you're interested in Kill Team because Age of Sigmar 3.0 isn't what you thought so it would be. So fucking good, Maybe. Man. It's know. so fucking good. Is yeah, it? Yeah, apart from like the... I saw your picture of Gotrek getting, getting face-stomped after... Face stomping you, so that was yeah, cool. He, I did enjoy face that. Face the fuck out of me, which is pretty funny. But like, there is a bit of an issue with it in safe stacking and Godhammer. But like, maybe that's what they want from the edition. They want a year. They have said that they're going to change up the seasons up by intent over the course of the year. So in this particular version, hero monsters are very, very, very good. And so you just play for a year, and then you hope they understand the game well enough for their next year's version to be someone else. Someone else. Well, I don't know what it'll be. Well, Rob, we thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked good. It looked real good. Board rules are fantastic. It looked so good. We were like, this is good. good. They can do it. And then they were like, man, I wonder what would happen if we made Skatari have a five plus invulnerable save. I wonder. What if we gave them four more stratagems that are in any other codex are the best stratagems they, uh, that they could have? Are they transhuman? And, they, and they're doing Imagine it. Imagine a world. They already have transhuman. What? They already They've have. They've got it. that already. Yeah, on a toughness three model. On a toughness three model, where it's even better, Rob. But they're f- Imagine they a world have. where Skidari have here. I need a little bit of. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, here we go. I need effects. Imagine. Imagine a world where Skidari has a five plus invulnerable save. There we go. That works. You did it. Mm-hmm. I think I was actually I was cranking everything to the left and it wasn't getting the effect I wanted because I didn't press the other button. So I kind of overcooked it a bit. <clears throat> I was kind of just looking for like a little bit of a, you know, mover guy, uh, movie, movie guy uh, voice, if you will. Captain Brian Blood. I'm pretty sure that was a lyric from a Power Man 9000 song. So I think you hit it. Power Man 9000. Power, no, too much reverb. Way too much. Okay. Way too much. Hey, I think, listen, yeah. orcs, maybe it's like a, a rock, paper, scissors thing. Orcs. Right? Orcs beat Skitari. I think that's the plan. Skitari beat. That's the beat, plan. Rock. Uh, paper. Trukari. Orcs. Yeah. Then, and then they all beat everybody else. They're, it's rock, paper, scissors, dynamite, and they're just, but they're two things at the same time. <laughs> But then, isn't there a winter? Isn't there a summer update for points and stuff? This isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, winter has 
winter has come and it's not going away, Rob. There is no summer season. This is what we've learned. It's all shit. <laughs> Top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love how shit it is. Like I'm trying my hardest. Like, I, like if I was just like, I'm out. I'm not fucking. I'm not in. I don't. Need... Black Templars. Okay, I'll switch it up again. Black Templars are coming. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the Jason show. Rob. All you want to do is talk funny cow on the fucking Jason show. Oh yeah. And then look at We're gonna do the show where we we like funny cow, but we don't talk about it. But no, Rob wants to. Talk about I don't want it. We can talk about anything. Like it's fine. What do you want to Black talk Templars. about? Yes, Black Templars are coming. That's cool. That is cool. I'm, I, I know a lot of people that are really excited because of their their janky indexes. Like they're holding on to one stratagem that's winning them games by gotcha hammering everybody in the world. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see what they can get. Can I ask someday. a question on like? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just be that guy. I'm not 100 percent certain I get the Black Templars. What's the story? Well, if you like uh, far right extremism, but you don't oh, want no. what? Keep going. Keep going. Am I off on this one? No, you're not. Keep going. But you really like a Maltese cross, but you don't. Sorry, I have it. I had it mixed up. If you don't like far right extremism, but you really like the Maltese cross, independently for some reason, independently of those two yeah. things, black uh, black templars. Okay. Also, uh, twenty man, uh, twenty uh, space marine size units of space marines. Uh, <clears throat> okay, that's something. Uh, mixed units of uh, neophytes and uh, and space marines of scouts and space marines. That's a thing, right? From third edition, I think. They're like that. They could do once upon a time. Am I getting them confused? Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are like super religious, right? Yeah, they're extra religious. Yeah. Sigismund. Sigismund was their their boy. Oh yeah, that guy. He loved religious stuff. Okay. No. Yeah. Any relation to Sigismar? Sigismar. Sigismar. Confirmed that Sigmar is the Sig sixth Spice Girl, uh, which is what I've always wanted him to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, amazing. So, because that got people pretty excited, I think, in some way. All right. I think there's a little bit of like, a little bit of like, ooh. Okay. Oh, I think uh, it's good. I know something that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Have you guys, have you guys noticed uh, Gigantor, Castell, and Crow? That's totally not Primaris. Yep. Yep. They they definitely glowed him up and put him on a rock, and he's slightly bigger than he used to be. And the rock he, makes it look like he's way bigger than he used I, to be. I don't know, man. His his legs look thicker. His chest looks thicker. He just looks. He looks. He's got some gains. He's had some gains. I feel that's like. For sure. I feel like he is what they should have done in the first place, which is just make them bigger. I think that's what I think that's what they did with it. Did him. they make him bigger? So they didn't say he's Primaris, they just made him bigger and they were like no. not Primaris lol jokes. Yeah. I from what I understand this is the case. Okay. Okay. Which is the way they should have done it. They should have been like, here's new space marines. They're bigger. And everyone would be like, nah. dude. Oh, okay, How cool. can you I not like want to rip off the storyline from Attack of the Clones? Like, it's fucking flawless. <laughs> yeah. I love when you remind me of this because I forget it immediately every time <laughs> afterwards. And it's amazing. It's, every time it's amazing I every time. And, and then they released the ATVs and I'm like, now it's pod racing. Like, they're like going the whole way and I'm so keen for it. All right, listen, I think, I, I think uh, I've got a plan for the show now. I'm like 30 minutes in, 40 minutes in. I'm going to flip. I'm going to flip flop. Okay. I'm going to flip flop. We're going to fix our airbrushes for an hour and a half. Uh, Pete, 
Pete, uh, the new, uh, not only did they br- uh, bring out the new uh, Five Plus Feel No Pain and a bunch of other crazy stuff at uh which sounds exciting, um, they've also done really well in tournaments at the moment. Uh, do you think that they need nerfing, yes or no? No, they're fine. Perfect, nailed it. Now to flip to something else to kind of recover as a palate cleanser, Henry Cavill like Blackstone Fortress. I know. What's Blackstone I had Fortress? such an erection. <laughs> this okay val listen to me yeah hold on to what okay henry cavill who is possibly is this the picture of him on his private jet no no this is different although that was also great like yeah so they had witcher con witcher con was the last weekend which is like hey let's talk about the witcher which is only a semi-problematic book series but also an amazing video game um that henry cavill stars in on the tv show anyway at one point in the in his interview he goes i need to stop everything look at the chandelier I had such a hard time uh, doing this whole show because I know I was the only guy that cared, but this chandelier looks like a Blackstone Fortress. He said that. And every (laughs) Warhammer player in the world was like, take me now. I don't even care. I'm leaving my wife for you or my husband because obviously you are the perfect individual. Like it it encapsulated like anytime you're around a normie, someone who doesn't talk about Warhammer and you're like, I really want to talk about Warhammer right now. Like that was that. Except it's never happened to me. It's it's literally never happened to me. Happens to me every day. Every day. Every, I'm at the post yeah. office, and the and the woman's like, "I'm gonna get your package. Mm-hmm. What is inside it?" And I'm like, "Let me tell you <laughs> about Black Templars." <laughs> Thanks, we'll have a Rob for the link and, in the chat. Uh, well, I always do you hold like back, the Maltese right? cross. <laughs> let's let's have a conversation. I love what, what he's done though. I love what he's done. Like he's he's like he's Ryan Reynolds thing, isn't he? Like he's being really fucking clever. He's like, he's out there and he's like, look, I've been Superman. Now I've, I've been Geralt of Rivia. And he's like, right, next project. What am I getting hired for? And he's like, I'm just going to keep standing for 40K. There's no way someone isn't throwing money at 40K at some point in the future. And I'm going to be. If this dude is not Constantine Valdor in some kind of movie. Who's. Who's like, the other I like slap? Yeah, right. Like, 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 every forty k person is going to slap a motherfucker if Henry Cavill is at the yeah, lead like, of forty k. He's been smart, super smart about well, it. There's also um, there's all, who's the he's the lead character in the boys. He was part of the um, the Judge Dredd reboot. The, um, he's also been in every good sci-fi thing that's happened in a hundred years for the last like decade. What the fuck's his name? Oh, Carl Urban. Yes, like I feel like him and Henry Cavill are like holding up the sci-fi world on their back, though, just carrying us through the muck. And Vin Diesel, he's a he's a self-proclaimed nerd, so I think we should have them and Dave Bautista. There we go. There's your team. Yo, there's your forty k team. What's up, family? Unconfirmed. Okay, two things. One thing confirmed: doves are pigeons. What? That's real. Rock doves, dude. Get with. Didn't know that. Okay, doves are pigeons. Secondly, pigeons are doves. Thirdly, okay, you with me? I remembered what this was going into this paragraph. Will Smith. I read Will Smith likes Warhammer. Has anyone else read this before? No, he's also true. a Scientologist, no. though, so we got to cycle back from Will Smith. I listen. Oh, come on. Scientology, come on. No, he is full blown. That's what Off After Earth it. was. That's what After Earth was, man. I'm pretty. No, I'm saying I'm pretty sure you go into a church of Scientology and they're like, <laughs> like Black Templars. But anyway. Um, what were you saying? Uh, 
not much. Just it's all about family. Mm-hmm. But to bring it back, the Henry Cavill <laughs> thing, exciting. Although, can I ask a question? Because uh, I was like, uh, like in in a, sure in a conversation the other day. I, I, what do you what? <sighs> what do you guys think of this? What do you think, guys? What do you guys think of this? I had to deal with. Are you going to take off your pants? Because I am not a proctologist. No. <laughs> I cannot tell you. <laughs> Let me ask you. So you know when. Let me show you. So I read all of the Game of Thrones books before the Game of Thrones came out. Fine. So I'm one of those people. So when you talk about Game of Thrones, I'm like, well, in the books. Yeah. Right. But I still watched. (laughs) But I still watched the, uh, the series. I didn't think. I thought that was fine, is what I'm trying to say. I've never uh-huh. had yeah. this thrown at me, and I don't know how I feel about it. I was speaking to someone, and they were like, uh, "I like I, don't, I haven't watched The Witcher because I think The Witcher was phenomenal. Season one, loved it, loved it oh, all. Oh, Music oh, was phenomenal. Oh, great set piece design, loads of great stuff, great cinematography, uh, great acting. And then, um, but then they said that uh, that they didn't play, they didn't watch the series because they didn't want it to affect how they felt about the game." I was like, "That's not. You can't. You can't. You can't be t- so much can't of a game that. person that you're not going to watch the series, right?" Yeah, no, you can't shove them off a bridge. If you were walking down the street, I'd have pushed them right over a railing. <laughs> like, get out of here! Right, that's that's too snobby. That's too like you could be a book yeah, snob. That's an extra. You could be a book snob, but I don't Come know on. if you could be a computer game snob. Like, are you allowed to be? Not anymore. No, not anymore. Maybe there was a time. That, maybe we've reached that universe. Have we have we got there? Get out of that universe. As a matter Get of fact, I don't want to be in a, that world. I was at a Starbucks waiting uh, waiting for um, a drink to be made, and I was sitting on their their socially distanced patio. And this guy sat down who was praying to himself and seemed quite visibly a little out of his gourd. And he turned to me, and he goes, he starts talking to me about um, Metal Gear Solid. And he's like Metal Gear Solid, which I don't—I I dare to say—nearly cro- crossed the boundary into uh, uh, art, if you could call it that. And I said to him, uh, "Let's let's double back a little bit there. You said that, that that Metal Gear Solid was almost art. What do you think actually has crossed the Rubicon and become art as a video game?" Last of Us Two. And he, Last pardon? of Us Two, best. Last yeah. of us too. You know what he did? He rocked back hard in his chair, came forward, did that thing where he smells the tips of his fingers, and he said, "Final Fantasy VII." <laughs> <laughs> That's some nostalgia. He is high on nostalgia right there. He then he then walked me through all of the Final Fantasies of what he thought. He was this glorious guy. Like I wish I remember a person's name because i would tell you his name but he was he was uh he was oh oh i have to wrap this up i have to wrap this up because uh, this, this is actually an amazing end of the story yeah. and this is not to, like i honestly like i genuinely enjoyed my conversation with this guy he was a very he was, like seemed like a very nice guy but clearly you know he had some some mental health issues going on and so towards the end of the, the the conversation who doesn't right but seriously who doesn't um, and so towards the end of the conversation, he's like, so what games do you recommend? You know, like, what, what, what's your favorite? Because I told him I like strategy games. So I'm like, well, I'm into Warhammer. He's like, you mean like with the miniatures? I'm like, yeah. You know what Warhammer is? He's like, yeah. Oh, my God. I love Warhammer. Uh, I, I just I've never had a chance to play. I'm like, yeah. And I tried to tell him a little bit about it. And then he sort of cut me off. He goes, wait a second. I have to show you something. And he told me the story about one time he had a 
he's like, he wanted to show me something that he had made because you paint Warhammer. He's like, I need to show this to you. It's something I've created. And I had had like, I had sort of gotten a point in the conversation where we were just sort of riffing off each other. And I had thought my, I'd forgotten my original concerns about like talking, talking to a stranger on the Starbucks patio. And then I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, show me. He's like, here, I got to show it to you. I got to show it to you. He tells me this story about how he had a tummy ache once, and then his mom gave him some ginger ale. And then, you know, th and then and he's like, and then I made this. And he pulls out a necklace he'd made, which was a, 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 a shoelace stabbed through a pop can of ginger ale, which he then put around his neck. It's like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, that's great, man. It's beautiful. Anyway, got to get my drink. And that was, that's, that was that's honestly how I feel about all of your 40k overlays. That is exact emotion you felt. <laughs> you said, yeah, there you go. Pop the pop can through the thing. That's yeah. the TVs. That's the TVs. <laughs> mm -hmm. That guy sounds amazing. Don't worry, Rob. There's going to be better TVs coming. <laughs> I got more so TVs for you, TVs. Rob. More. Give me more. <laughs> No, actually, I went to nerdodie.com, just like you did, actually. I saw the Honest Wargamer uh, overlay mm -hmm. set, and uh, I bought the stealth one. Not, not what was yours? I believe yours glitch. is uh, um, Glitch. It is, it's Glitch, mm -hmm. yeah. So, F you, Rob. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Apologies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, all right, my next... No, actually, in, in, all, in all honesty, I did go to nerdodie.com. I was like, oh, this one looks awesome. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then I was like, shit, no, that's Rob's. He'd be really mad if I got that one. So I did get stealth instead so that I immediately rip off your channel by accident. Thumbs. Appreciate you th so much. Yeah. But now, now, ideally, we won't have everyone in the TV. I like the TVs. No, you don't. No Pete. one does. And I thought it was cool. But it's a bit busy. It's a bit busy. <laughs> Pete, talk to me. Do you like the TVs? What do you want? What do you want? I like one of the TV shows. <laughs> Murder, she wrote. <laughs> That's all I like. Mm. And like, listen, I said it. I tweeted yesterday, like five people agreed with me, which is more than enough. Right. She needs to be the voice actor for Draknian or Draknian um, in the next Black Legion book. She wrote murder. Draknian is the first murder. It makes sense. GW, you cowards. Hire Angela Lansbury. That's all I'm saying. As Malkador. She'll do it. No, not as Malkador. I mean, she could she could shoot a fucking ace she Malkador, was. but like Draknian, the, the the you know Abaddon sword. That's who she needs to be. The first murder, murder okay. she wrote. Fits perfect. Anyway, um, I loved the TV setup uh, for Grim After Dark when I saw it until I realized how they were using it. Then I was like, oh, I wish this was a little better. But I still like the the set. Um, the Thursday show set. I was like, too many. <laughs> You can have I don't think enough. Weirdly, it had like a big Johnny Mnemonic one vibe, which I TVs. loved. So That's I want it. everyone to know that. I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. I we were working on the like a concept. We didn't know what to do with Thursday Show because they stole the good name from it and decided to call it Thursday Show. So we're like, okay, we'll figure that out <laughs> separately. I was we were figuring out Grim After Dark, which had to be, which I wanted to be like a late night TV show, and and we went with the the the. Um, yeah, Space Ghost Coast to Coast vibe. I think we yep, nailed that. I liked it. Totally liked it. forgot about that vibe here. Made a show based entirely around a wall of TVs over here. Much more busy, less well executed. 
Hey, so, no criticism. You know, I just, I just, it was a great opportunity to segue from your thing to a 40k thing. Like, I want you to know That's nothing but love. And I love the ginger beer necklace story. I wish you got a picture. He sounds great. I was just glad that I it wish didn't I'd actually... in, in shit paintings or something. Because that was where I thought no. this was going. No, this guy was, was 100%. Awesome. This guy's going to pull out a dead bird on you, and that's the punchline. And then you did that, and I was like, that's wholesome. He Thanks. had he had like a he had like a quadruple ba- like barrel name like it was a very long name the third, and then he said and then he introduced himself twice as a great songwriter, and like that was how he introduced. I'm like man, he's like and as you can tell, I'm not very humble. I'm like I've clocked that, <laughs> and then we started talking about video games. It was one of the, like I don't vividly recall conversations basically ever. Yeah. Um, that's why I re-listened to this show. Um, so this was a very high quality conversation, if I recall any factoids about it at all. So this guy made a great impression upon me. I wish I remembered his name. I would find him. My and add him to the FLG. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. Like, your infield reporter. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just some mad shit. <laughs> Just some madness from live from the floor of the LVO. Is this fucking guy? And he's like, "What's happening at the tables?" He's like. Once I saw a pigeon and it knew my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the type. But yeah, he's much subtler. I don't know. He's quality. He's got talent. Okay. He does. He's a great song. Uh, right. My next question is, I don't know if this is yes. true because I didn't absorb this Go information ahead. through sensible channels. I only absorbed it through memes. Nervous about is it. Is it correct that the LVO, mm-hmm. you place your own terrain? Oh, boy. Is that correct? Like, you go to a game, you and your opponent, like, <clears throat> high-five, and then you're like, want to place our own terrain? Yes, no. Is that the the setup that I've heard about? Because I'm interested. Well, not the LVO. The LSO, the Lone Star oh, oh, Open. Okay. The new Texas Super Major. Oh. Um, and that is what they're going to do. Oh. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so what are the yeah, pros? But it's different. What are the pros? So it's different than the old way of doing player place terrain, which was you put it wherever you wanted. There really were minimal rules about doing it. Um, They've added some stipulations so you can't create like uh, obscuring walls with it. Um, Any terrain piece that has obscuring has to be more than six inches away from any other piece that has obscuring. So you'll actually have to create lanes um, so it won't be that kind of a shit show. And you can only place pieces of terrain on your half of the board. So you do it after you pick your deployment zone. Yes. So those are big pluses to doing player place terrain. Um, the pro for doing this is FLG will not have to create a setup for every deployment type. Yes. Yep. Um and it also means that they can use less terrain because they can just put it on the players to do the best they can with what they're given. The three tables that they've put out, two of them, I think, are have ample terrain to do this. Um, the orc terrain was probably the best set they had at the last event that did have some mumbling about they're not the, the tables not being super quality. Um, and the orc terrain is perfectly fine for ninth edition. The ruins one, I can't remember the name of it, is mostly fine. I think it needs like one extra small piece, maybe two. But overall, you can make a good table out of that. The third piece, the field ruins, I think it's called, with it has like tau buildings or something on it. That 
seems light no matter what. I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. I know that there are some like high-level players that are pretty excited about it. Um, once they read the full packet, there were definitely some people that were like, this is going to be garbage. And then they read and were like, okay, well, maybe it won't be that bad. I think that it does. it is going to lead to issues at the like when there's a already a skill imbalance, which has always been the case with player place terrain is mm-hmm. like, you just magnify a skill imbalance at a table. Um, that's, that's really the only big concern, but it's probably the best they're going to do without like, you know, bi- I mean, probably building another 500 tables worth of terrain. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So the pros are, the pros are that it, it puts the, it takes maybe not the correct amount of terrain so it it puts the own rather than having to try and create enough terrain to balance every type of deployment you say like you guys put it wherever you want that way we don't have to think about it um and you can make a game out of it and like i said there are two tables you can easily do that it's the third table i still have concerns about no matter what um but that's fine i'm sure it'll get addressed someday were those were those example pictures the exact terrain bits that are included in every table or were they just all to define the pieces that are there I'm pretty sure those are the exact table setups. Like that's what everyone's going to have was what okay. uh, what I was led to believe. They've also added some terrain rules to make some of their pieces better. So uh, they have pieces that have obscuring that are less than five inches tall, but you are supposed to believe that they're five inches tall so mm-hmm. that they can be obscuring. Because you can have an obscuring piece that is less than five inches. It just doesn't do anything. So they're saying it will, um, yeah. which does help a lot. There's going to be a couple pieces that actually will um be very useful on the board in that regard so that what your what are your pros pros for it pros they addressed um some i think fair criticism from uh from the aco and um they've come out with with this pack to address it and we'll see how it goes in in, in texas we're going to be down there uh covering this stuff uh pete by the way doing the friday coverage with with adam camilleri which is going to be very exciting um but uh but yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes i'm just really happy they addressed it because i thought uh it was a big gap um coming into to atlantic city open and i know how much they busted their asses just getting all the stuff together organized repaired and down there and so they've uh, actually worked hard to create some solutions that i'm sure they'll they'll keep iterating it until they get it to a place where everyone is more or less happy, which is, I think, how frontline gaming always does stuff, which is great. I think this is the best they they could do with what they have. I would love to see them throw uh, build out some more terrain just to flesh out a few more tables, but baby steps. I think this is this is a fine solution. It's not ideal how I would love to do it um, because I've j- never, even with restrictions, I've never been a big fan of player uh, player place terrain, but. I think it's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not, if I went to that event, I wouldn't be raging that they're making me do this or anything like that. So. Uh, thanks, James, by the way, for resubscribing. Uh, massive love to you, Jamies. Um, uh, so, so, such a, thank you so much. Uh, what are the, what are the uh, scene cons? Because again, I've absorbed this information via memes. And also, like, my <coughs> background is a very different background, I'd like you to know. Like, I play in England. And I played Warhammer Fantasy Battles and then Age of Sigmar. And in that process, yes. you would bring your own terrain and it didn't fucking matter mm-hmm. what it was. And it was shit. Right. right. So it didn't have any effect. So to me, this is fairly standard. But now, obviously, with my own venue and having run 40k events and Age of Sigmar events, I've put... You have become a terrain fascist. A, a huge terrain fan, some would say. <clears throat> so, yeah, like big lover 
of the terrain. Thank you to Captain Lizzie D for subscribing. Mr. To the first lava, lava. Captain Lizzie D. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Uh, big love to you. It's subscription for Dewar. Yes, big green war. Yep. So, what's the? What are the criticisms? Are there criticisms, or is it fine? What's the thoughts? I mean, there's criticisms. There's always going to be criticisms on player play oh. That's just how it okay. is. Like, I, I, think, I think Pete, Pete's uh, the the skill imbalance thing. I think is is. Is, is certainly one of them. I, I do like that they have the buffer zones built in. Like you can't have terrain X amount of inches close together. So that way you can't really super clump everything up if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Well, um, obscuring pieces. You can clump up other things, I'm pretty sure. sure. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I, like I said, I think it's it's going to be iterative and it's it's the it, we now have a baseline. I think I was a little annoyed at coming out of ACO because essentially the, the story was they were players were supposed to approach the table, agree on terrain, and then play the game. And people were essentially coming to the table, seeing that it was like as it was, not changing anything. Because like terrain will get smooshed into the center of the board because people put their army trays down or whatever. Like you, you have to always kind of adjust or fix the terrain. So they needed to have something that was very explicit about how to handle the terrain at events. And it's interesting that they went this way because I, I don't seem to recall them ever really having a player placed approach. Um, certainly in, in eighth edition, they moved towards preset uh, modes of terrain for the top tables. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see how it evolves. I think this is way, way better. They've also defined what different pieces of terrain are in ninth edition brain rules. So we know what keywords and shit everything has. That was a big one for me. Um, so we know what counts as a ruin, what, what doesn't, how to handle. Do I have to closed, put my objectives down as rounds. well? Hmm? Do I have to put my objectives down at the same time? I think so. It just feels like a fucking lot I've got to do before I even start playing. I've got to set the terrain. Uh, yeah, like what? Like that feels like a lot. Thanks, says for subscribing. Big love. Just feels like a lot in like a tournament setting. Like is all I'm gonna say. Like yeah, and I think that's why ultimately yeah. a is that built, is that caked into go. the round time though? Like a round time's like three hours, not two forty-five. Maybe yeah. Yeah, oh, they, they are. They basically tagged on ten minutes to the rounds to be like, okay. here you go, get your get your shit together. Um, That's yeah, good. I don't know. Like I said, it's not it's not my cup of tea, but at the same time, like I don't have complaints about it. Like this is going to ruin your game. Uh, so like, I honestly don't know how it would even play out. Like truthfully, like if I like got to an event, like I like I don't have the experience to say that it would be good or bad. Is where I'm uh, was where I'm at. Like I'd turn up and I'd like I know up. the war zone uh, the war zone guys in uh, in Georgia have uh, with their raw ruling raw uh, reading of the tournament pack. Yeah, they have been doing player place terrain for the few events they've had, and it started really rough, but it got better because they added these extra rules about you know you can't put certain things. But theirs are even more. Um, I believe theirs are a little more in depth than FLGs because they kind of got to go through it more than yeah, once. Where they're the like, iterations. "Oh, yeah, right." So they made a rule, and then they saw some some really shitty tables, and they're like, "Oh, we need to add an extra rule because people have already figured out that this one is bad." Right. So um, it's definitely helped there. And I've talked to some of the guys that go to those events, and they seem to think it's great now. So we'll just have to see. Like, we'll, it's it's one of those things where um, it has some negative connotations for sure. Um, a lot of people have not liked player place terrain in the past um, because of the imbalance, because of the silly pictures you're gonna you see online usually after a player place terrain event where you're like, whoa, there's only table in the uh, like terrain in the deployment zones <laughs> and it's a giant wall or it's only in one corner. They put everything in a corner and it's a and it's a bowling ball, right? Um, 
So we'll have to see like how it actually plays out. It does create a, a bigger skill imbalance, which I'm usually not a fan of because I want people to actually enjoy the games in 40k that they play. Um, but we'll see. We yeah. will. We'll see. I'm. Yeah. Honestly, though, I mean, like all all joking aside, with regards to where the game is right this second, and also we are coming in, we're we're working our way into shape, right? Like, I mean. We're mid we're mid codex launches and 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 we're coming out of the pandemic. Lots of people have been playing. A lot of folks, it's like as if there was no break. But for I think the majority of folks, we're kind of coming in ninth edition for the first time, and um, and so I think this is the moment to figure out all of these different formats. And LSO is the way it is, um, and I'm sure there will be some iterations by the time we get to Las Vegas team tournament and by the time we get to uh socal open and then new orleans and then onto the lvo like there's going to be um you know more evolution to this so i'm really glad that they've gone to a nice starting point and we'll see how people react to it see how it actually plays out on the tables okay yeah fine good i like i, I got nothing there's no agenda in the question just a question yeah no like just interested is where i'm at it'd be fascinating to see i don't think i want to add as many uh, like i want to play as much as possible and add a little time to my yeah. setup as i need to do i also don't know why you don't just print like a thousand like a6 or a5 cards that just are like this is what the terrain is on this table just set it up like this would would that wouldn't take very long like yeah maybe you can't have anyone readjust every table but that's not very difficult to do is it like just put one of those on each table I was actually just sort of pondering in my head, like, what? Because this isn't the first time we've seen player place train become kind of a thing, and so, uh, like, in ninth edition especially, like, so I'm just curious. You no, know, maybe there is something on the ground that people are solving for by bringing back this concept, or maybe I'm just crazy. But maybe the idea there is that you're able to, because terrain is so important, you're able to influence what the actual terrain setup is, depending on what you need for your army. But again, as Pete said, that can create some pretty binary results if you don't know what you're doing interesting fun fun and then that's obviously different to games workshop perspex spaces shoot everyone you like which is a great time uh so well actually no games workshop's official pack is still uh you figure it out you agree on terrain as like step number 14 in the gt pack the the warhammer 40k us open series oh sorry or whatever it's called is a little bit is a little bit different God. It has its own rules. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, well, listen, it's getting to that time, so I want to let you be able to both go off. Although I have no. just heard I have just heard some new orc rules have just gone up on the Warhammer community website. Oh, oh what really? Would you like to quickly... Li- do you have time to quickly yes. re- live react? Do I? Beastnaggers, six points. Beastnaggers, here we go. Three ways to make orcs louder and more dangerous than ever. Call in a war. Where, where is this? Beastnaggers army box unboxing? Uh, yeah, no, no, it's right at the top. Uh, I'll put a link in the chat for you guys if you guys want to. <laughs> for the boomers at home. <laughs> for, the... <laughs> for, for everyone taking part. Uh, and I'll even put it on the screen for everyone. There we go. Let's just. Could you put it in a very small TV for me? <laughs> no problem. Uh, Thank you. So we've got Call in a War. To unleash the thunderous power of a war, you need a war boss or a speed boss. Is that oh, new? No. Um, no, nope. speed bosses already exist. The yep. war trike. Good. Oh no! They've got the. If you're gonna let you do that for your oh, for your warlords God. galvanizing war cry to be heard. They need you to be on the battlefield during the command phase, or at very least embarked in a transport. A war of speed war can be called once per battle, and they both work in two stages. Stage one. Oh, thank God. Lasts until the start of your next command phase. 
this is a command ability, by the way. Just like you to know, straight from Age Sigmar. Then stage two kicks in, which lasts until the beginning of your subsequent command phase. Stage one. Orcs core and Orcs character units from your army are eligible to declare a charge with even if they advance this turn. So run and charge. And then add one to the attacks characteristic of Orcs models from your army. That's stage one. Last till your next command phase. Stage two. Add one to the attacks characteristic of Orcs models from your army. What? So it's two. Yeah, so it's basically it's a two turn effect. And the, the basically thing you get plus one attack in both turns. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway. So turn one, advance and charge, plus one attack. Turn two, just plus one attack. Um, I love it, but I hate it. Why? Loads more attacks. Great news. Rob. Yeah. This is Gas. So have you been in a room with 250 other players and like 50 of them are playing orcs? <laughs> That's and true. You They've actually the brought back. She brought back a wad declaration. Yeah, that's actually so true, Pete. Way to see the bad in this immediately. Like, but you are Las Vegas right. Open. There's going to be a thousand players at Las Vegas Open, mm -hmm. Rob. And if orcs are good, two hundred and fifty of them are going to be orcs. Mm -hmm. That is all you're going to hear all fucking day. No, people, it won't like, be. They already, no, because let me tell you, some of them, anymore. some of them will be bandwagoners, and they won't even dare war. Yeah, like oh, half. Interesting. The speed works. Like you end up drinking some kind of weird malt liquor all day, um, or just paint thinner, um, and it just is what you turn into. It's speed. what happens when you play orcs competitively. I'm always happy about that. Speed speed wise is interesting. It's it's shooting basically. What does That's it do? Strange. Um. So the so you add one attack and one AP when you declare your wall on orc vehicles and bikers, which is pretty cool. So everything gets gets uh an extra shot and an extra ap and then in the second one you just get an extra ap yeah so that means that's another bing in the old tick box for for pete's uh stonk pick uh orc uh war bikers mm -hmm. uh there is also a great war that you can call but only available to gazgul thraka himself um, mm -hmm. So he's the only one able to call a great war. Can only be called once per battle, but it combines the effects of both the war and the speed war, making your army faster, stronger, and shooter all at the same time. So there you go. So you've got a once per game ability. Remember the Beast Nugger uh, Orcs <coughs> army set, complete with the shiny new codex, is up for pre-order. And apparently, according to rumors, very fucking limited, like hyper limited. I don't know. Most of the stores I'm seeing are getting, well, I Four. mean, compared to old days. Basically, I'm not worried Four. I'm not going to get one, so I stopped being concerned. Yeah. It looks like four copies, at least in North America, for most stores, and one in Australia was what uh, was showing off. The ones who look like they're getting host. Um, yeah. And I'm sure every store would much rather they have more like 40 copies each. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's the only way to get the book, so yeah. quintessentially important. I'm I'm really curious as to like what the time frame will be between. I'm hoping the, the following limited. Week. I'm hoping it's the following. limited and the regular. Yeah, you know. I can't believe Australia gets one this... per store. It's rough. Yeah. Rough. There's rough. only there, there's only six people that play um, in Australia anyway. Like it, Diffie is the ITC rep there. He knows everybody else has just made there's, up names. No, there's loads of people like Northern oh, Territories. No, Northern oh, Territories oh, is full. Oh, Northern Territories is full of uh, the Northern Territories. It's full of uh, like yeah. events, like 30, 40 mans every weekend. Guys, I'm just gonna yeah, point something day. out here, guys. Um, uh, there are three photos uh, in this in this wa uh, picture. Um, two of the three feature prominently 
uh, stomp us. Uh, they do. You know what that means? They suck. They're not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the science. That's the science. Yeah, no, that's true. That's probably true. <laughs> but those big skirted, the friggin' mumu wearing, stompy robots. Maybe they're good. Maybe they have something. We'll see. Clinton's Lock, thanks for subscribing and taking us out from the show. Thanks to Val and Falcon. You guys got any shout outs you want to do before we head out today? Absolutely. Mm. Talk to me. Do it, Val. Do it. Uh, well, actually, it's in direct competition with one of Rob's shows, so I probably won't. That's okay. This won't be better, so you just shout it out. <laughs> That's fair. So if you like if you like faces and TVs or finding out how Rob's going to throw shade at me next week, check out the <laughs> Lone Star Open coverage starting on Friday, July 24th or so, starring Pete and Adam Camilleri. The next day will be Dustin Henshaw and Adam Camilleri. And finally, final round, Scary and Adam Camilleri. It's going to be a lot of fun. Live from Texas. I'm actually going there. It's going to be hot. But Hopefully we do a good job. You guys will do a great job, I'm sure. Are you putting the commentators on the screen at the same time as the game? Oh, you're going to have to tune in to find out, you jerk. No, just it's going to be know. great. Hate that. Uh, Falcon. I know you do. <laughs> you got any shout outs? And you know go? what, Rob? I was trying to I was trying to do a little corporate espionage, yeah. little little sneaky sneaky, see what you've been up I to. Know. You're too cowardly to even put your bonds up. Uh, you can't, you're hiding from us. You're hiding your work, Rob. <laughs> you you showed me you yours didn't put before up the I showed you my show last week either on YouTube after I said. Fuck off to all the YouTubers. We did put it up. Ooh. I can't put that we up. Put the adjacent show up. I never saw it. Well, it's because yeah, there's a big Honest Wargamer oh, rebrand coming up. very soon. So that's oh. why there's some changes. Of it isn't because I keep telling off all your YouTube Oh, no, the YouTubers uh, are motherfuckers. Like, but they know it. Yeah, but they don't give any fucks what we think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. They get really upset. It's the only YouTube comment section I read and online is the adjacent show comment section. <laughs> They're good. They're good. Um, you got any shout outs? Um... Yeah, I'll shout out um, Silkworm Guy from the GW office. Um, dude, like, don't let Andy Chambers get you down. <laughs> Listen, um, I know you're just doing your best. You're getting new needs rules coming out. I know you had to dig into some deep, dark places in order to get those rules and make them available. Um, so kudos, man. Kudos to you, whoever you are. Like, just kudos. You did your best. Kudos, Kudos to you. I'm gonna shout out to it. Shout uh, guy that Hold made on. the admec rules. What? Just, just stop. <laughs> I want him to carry like, on. Keep evaluate your deeper, life. deeper is what I wanted um, to do. Just reevaluate. And and you know what? Maybe it wasn't you. You got excited. I get it. You got the opportunity to make rules for your favorite faction. <laughs> Everybody else that let it happen, though, you need just, just stop. Think about yourself. Think about Fair. your children. Apparently, Steve Steve Joel also released another game changers. Uh, yes, today. With Brandon Grant. With Brandon uh, Grant yesterday or the day before. Yesterday. Anyway, one episode. Super awesome. By the way, heavily recommend listening to that. Brandon Grant is a gem, just an absolute gem of a person, and it's a great interview to listen to. Yes, um, one of the best forty k players in the world, and one of the most well spoken. Most of us are essentially like a great above Neanderthal, and Brandon is just a whole other level. So. Rob, when's the next uh, cool thing happening with uh, the T-Sports Network? Uh, maybe the end of the month. Um, uh, we have potentially a date for an event. We've got a couple of events lined up as well. Uh, we have to do some rejigging because of the table sizes. Uh, we have to do some rejigging, uh, but they actually were waiting into pre-production months ago, so that's fine. 
um, and isn't a, a major. Oh, did someone have some inside information <laughs> and sell off all of his tables in advance? No, we we, we built them physically. Uh, and, oh, uh, but yeah, gotcha. my shout outs obviously to Warhammer Plus. Sounds like it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in live. You're all amazing people. I'll be back with more faction reactions this week for Age of Sigma. I'm going to do some for 40k as well, which will be super fun. Uh, I love you all. Uh, I hope you all have a great day. Thanks to both Pete and Val. Um, I'll see you guys soon. Have a great week, day, night, month. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>